welcome to another episode of Chatty Broads with Becca and Jess. What's going on, broads? <laughs> Hello, broads. Hashtag Bible broads. Hashtag. Hashtag broads planning. Hashtag. Okay. Um, we hashtag just bachelorette to... broads for oh, starters. Bachelorette broads. We have we, to. We, we just watched the promo video. So broads, if you have not <laughs> seen the promotional video for the new bachelorette, which is now premiering, we have a date, May 13th. <gasps> If you have not seen it, you need to go on right now and look. Instagram, Bachelor ABC, it's on there, or you can probably YouTube it. So watch it now. Oh my God. Oh my God. I am kind of at a loss. I, I've i never seen anything like this so dramatic. They've never done anything like this, correct? This is, am I am This I is rem- a movie like trailer. It's Cinderella. Is, like, it's like, oh, okay, cool. Disney I, I is, has a... <laughs> What? Where, where are, do they find that Glen? That wooded Glen that she's running through? Where? What the fuck? Where are the fawns? Where are the butterflies? Where did the animals go? It because was like Alice in Wonderland, the, yeah. Cinderella, and some Snow and White, like, some Snow White business. What on earth? I couldn't even believe. I okay, actually obsessed. I love it. It's so dramatic. It's so glam. It's making it's so me think, fairy tale. Like what is about to happen on this season? That they're doing this whole. You think you know her? think again like what's gonna happen I'm trying to think of previous taglines so colton's was what else does he have to lose <laughs> or what more does he have to lose yes. or something like that what was becca's becca was let's do the damn okay. thing let's do the damn thing um, um let's see what was ari's ari's was something like racing into love right, <laughs> yeah, right. or something know, about some like a car or something about like pun. a second chance or something i think it is like or something was about Nick's a like a second chance, chance. I don't know. Nick's what was Rachel's? Mansplaining. What was the, what if that was the tagline? Mansplaining. Mansplaining his way <laughs> through love. God, that's what it should be. Um, what was Rachel's? I'm the black bachelorette. The was, only it, one for the only Was it something like that? I, 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 I feel like Rachel's was something like that had an undertone of that. I don't know. But anyway, you think you know her? Think, think again. again. That's but that's what makes me think. Is it gonna be is it are we in for some twists and turns? No, is Hannah Beast think, gonna provide some craziness I for us? I think it's just gonna be like you think she's a beauty queen, but she's so much more down. But to she's earth. actually a total slob. Yeah. <laughs> she's just she's disgusting. Actually, you think you're gonna watch The Bachelorette and now we're seeing season seventy five of Hoarders. <laughs> just like created an actual <laughs> trash mansion <laughs> all the guys are like we actually has don't all these dark secrets i think it's just gonna be the thing of like she's just a normal girl looking for love she's not a beauty queen because you know which, she discards the tiara i know which is a weird which is a weird thing for me because she, hannah beast has always like obviously she's stunning and she has done beauty pageants but she always hit me as your like a girl next door vibes like your gorgeous girl next door vibes but it was never like no kaylin was the i was gonna say kaylin had the the vibe of like miss miss usa but hannah just seemed like a like a cool but so she throws away the sash she comes in in this blue pantsuit dress thing i think it is actually the gown from disney's latest cinderella oh with pantsuit contemporary cinderella and then yeah, throws off the tiara, throws off the sash. I guess nothing else happens. She's and then running there's flowers through the blooming underneath the rose her petals her. in her wake. Oh my! Wake. It was just so much. I if loved they it. if they keep up 
this type of uh, cinematography and drama, though, I will say that you are going to have a lot of your beautiful adult themed stories. The song, I'm free and I want to be free. Oh, yeah. It was so, like, powerful. (laughs) Oh, yeah. The You mean the fanfic? Your fanfic's going to be actually like uh, like magic like it's beautiful been a not it has been a minute so well what's that guy tyler what's his name the one that we were obsessed with tyler oh, c tyler, Sexy tyler c by the way have you been getting the messages from our amazing broads about tyler what about him what okay, about for, tyler cameron no, tell me first of all first of all what? um they're sending they've been sending us all the photos they can find of him so Great. i'm just like hey i already went through his whole modeling hey everybody, portfolio thank you so much i i'm so grateful also evan sitting next to me being like why are you looking at this guy <laughs> for hours I'm who just is like, this shirtless swipe, guy swipe swipe <laughs> swipe just looking at all his glory and then um no but there's like a ooh, sorry um almost fell off the chair <laughs> almost dislocated something um no there's like all there's kind of info on him uh by the way guys if you're not if you're not in on it this is a very hot guy on hannah's season yes actually pretty much the only hot guy one of like two at least it appears this way from some of the photos a model and custom home builder Yes. So, so anyway, information on I him? guess like the info has been that everyone, you know, assumes as we have that he's going to be some like kind of dirtbag jock because who looks like that and is nice, but apparently he's like kind of a lovely person and he's Ugh. like known amongst Ugh. to be a lovely person and Ugh. they showed photos of the homes he's worked on and they're gorgeous. Oh my god. And he was a football player. Oh my. Yeah, so Saloon. I don't know. Do we have a new alien? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Do you think it's going to be him and Hannah G in paradise? I'll kill myself. <gasps> Can you imagine the children from that? As I'm saying, I'll die. I'll freaking die. Oh my God. No, that's perfection. Like not a, oh, what if it's him perfection. and Kaylin? I feel like Kaylin, who did Kaylin say that she wanted it to be? Either Blake or Jason. She, she oh, went okay. on record saying that she did not want it to be Colton when she came on. And... I think she said that she's like vibing on Blake. So that's a potential. Oh yeah. Maybe Blake will go on paradise. I feel like Blake and Kaylin would actually be a really good couple. I could see that. I could see that. I actually, I could too. Yeah. We'll so see. Blake, don't go for. I've heard Hannah G and Blake too, but Blake, go oh, for Kaylin. They would be cute. I know, no, but I want to see Hannah G and Tyler. I want to because I just want to watch it for my own pleasure later. <laughs> yeah. Panted panty broths. All right. Well, enough bachelor talk. That enough was fun. Bachelor talk. We just had to do a little, you know, a little. By the way, of that. we need to nail down a date, but we're going to do a live show in LA um, on one yes. of the Bachelorette seasons. We're not sure whether that will be the premiere or like a couple episodes in. Yeah, we were talking initially about the premiere, um, but at the same time, we do know that the premiere episode is like so very exciting. So we're trying to see, you know, what's going to suit our broads best but we yeah. will be doing one soon um after the the bachelorette starts airing yeah, cool so we're gonna do a recap live and so many thanks to all of you who sent us messages or commented after our last episode uh the all the bible broad episode it was i think one of our best episodes we really loved talking about it and it the was, feedback was incredible the feedback um i mean i i like legit cried going through so many messages. Um, also 
I, you know, I was worried, obviously, as we talked about, as I was, um, drenched while I was in sweat while I was talking about it, that I was nervous about the reaction from, um, maybe people who are still like deeply involved in the church. And I just also want to say so many thanks to people who are still, um, you know, deeply involved and maybe not processing the same way we were. We did not receive a single message that was aggressive. No, all no. everything done in love. Even if they were messages of people who were disagreeing with us, or disappointed, or disappointed, yeah. like or you know just you know bummed out about how we were feeling about how we were raised or whatever. Everything was done in kindness, and so I just have to yeah major thanks, major love. I I was really overwhelmed by everyone's I thought it was response. Great, I was so glad, and I want to do more episodes like this. Um, that really speak to people and that yeah. they, and they feel like they're not alone in their experience. Absolutely. And I think that, that was what was most important. I think this, this episode showed us that it's all about balance in our yes. lives where we got to have a little bit of that reality TV ish and get our gossip on and get our caddy brought on. And then we got to have our, our, uh, moment of truth and yeah, just vulnerability, vulnerability. Exactly. So we want to have a nice little balance and give you guys both. Yeah. And I think we might continue doing a little bit of episodes, some existential broad content maybe in the future. Not sure what that's going to look like yet, but I think it's something we'd like to continue. Take us, take you guys in with us as we do ayahuasca and (laughs) as we continue our spiritual journey around the world. Here we go. Now we're in Peru, Becca and I are inside an ayahuasca tent (laughs) tripping our balls off for 15 hours. Look, Becca, is vomiting again we haven't said a <laughs> single word is this good content <laughs> good <laughs> that would actually be kind of cool it would be chelsea does i know i'm obsessed with chelsea, chelsea does and i love the chelsea, chelsea handler does. has a, a series called chelsea does on netflix if it's any, amazing anyone wants to check it out and there's an episode where it, chelsea does drugs and she does ayahuasca which by the way we need to have an episode at one point talking about drugs Mm-hmm. myself is horrified of the stuff because of all my anxieties and things. So I think um, if we made it through unmedicated births, we can make it through ayahuasca. True. But she, but Chelsea does filmed it. So that was interesting. Oh, yeah. My thing is you bring in just two microphones <laughs> yeah, we're not and all be- you hear is vomiting and <laughs> crying like, <laughs> and the shaman <laughs> being like, shh, 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 like telling us to calm down and like me running and, like, to go have crazy bowls in diarrhea <laughs> for 12 hours. What would so. be cool, though, is if we did a communal trip experience. So then you have to take drugs, listen to the episode with us. Oh, and it's like, like we're all doing ayahuasca together. We do like a like a like a broad trip. We get like a hundred broads Trippy out. broads. <laughs> Trippy broads. Maybe we should do a retreat. A broad retreat and with ayahuasca. <laughs> and everyone's like, this is not what we signed up for. We thought that this was like going to be a bachelor like getaway where we drink rosé and hang out. And you guys are forcing us to do radical. I said it radical. Radical, radical, radical. <laughs> well, you radical it drugs. so long. I missed it. How did you not say radical on our I did. And, and I got a couple messages where people were like, stop saying <gasps> radical. And I said, here's the deal. I was born in a small surf town in San Clemente where we said literally gnarly and radical constantly. So it's not going to come out of my vocab. It's just uh, kind of, it's like, it's radical. like, it's like our, our broads from the, um, from the Midwest saying y'all. Yeah. Y- you just say radical if you live in San Clemente. Radical, dude. Brah. Totally. Anyways, shout out to everyone who hates me saying radical. Sorry. Can't help it. <laughs>
I didn't really notice it until I listened to the episode back. Then I was like, wow, that's the sixth time. It was just one episode where you said it a bunch. It was the birth one. You kept talking about radical. I guess it was really the only way I could explain it. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get into this episode today. Anyways, um, well, before we get into this episode, we probably should do a little support the podcast moment. Duh. So, uh, okay, guys, I got to be honest with you. (laughs) I'm not great when it comes to healthy breakfast. I tend to either just drink coffee or grab a muffin or something carby. And now I have this crazy, growing, beautiful daughter of mine. And I've noticed that I'm passing these unhealthy breakfast genes on to her. But it's just because it can be hectic in the morning and making a healthy breakfast with substance takes time, right? Right. Well... Not anymore. My my and my daughter's breakfast have completely transformed since I started getting Daily Harvest. Daily Harvest is amazing. In five minutes max, I have real organic fruits and vegetables deliciously prepared. Dude, so my mom ordered me Daily Harvest actually right before I gave birth. So this has nothing to do with uh, this, this is ad not, whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. I love daily harvest um and especially since the baby it's been a lifesaver it daily harvest delivers carefully sourced chef craft smoothies savory bowls overnight oats and more uh all built on fruits and vegetables everything stays fresh in your freezer until you're ready to eat it and you have more than 50 options to choose from any time of day the smoothies are amazing there's one that's um mint and cacao that's the one and that it I tastes was about like freaking oh. mint chocolate chip smoothie but it's all really healthy stuff it's like zucchini and avocado it's and amazing. flaxseed and it's i love it well and they have so daily harvest has these chefs come into their headquarters and create these really delicious ways to put things like chlorella into that specific yeah. mint smoothie so i'm looking at the ingredients going ah I got my dose of chlorella and I don't have to taste that. It's amazing. I promise, I promise, promise, promise you guys will love it. Um, I've turned so many of my friends and families onto this since uh, started, we started getting these daily harvest delicious deliveries cups. I don't know how to describe it. Just amazingness. Uh, so go to daily dash harvest.com and enter promo code chatty to get three cups free word. Just free food, three cups free in your first box. That's promo code chatty for three free daily harvest cups at daily-harvest.com. Daily-harvest.com. Dude, I, I really love it. It's so good. And also smoothies are like $13 here in LA. Yeah, so. I literally had, I gave, uh, I was telling so many of my friends about it after I got these cups yeah. and I'm like, I'm going to have a code soon. And I've been having friends texting me being like, when is the code, the code ready yet? Because I let them take some of my cups and they're like, please, is the yeah, code Yeah, Grayson's ready? parents are about to order it. So I'm going to have to tell them to use the code. I'm like, I promise. Oh, go chatty. So good. Yeah. Code Bomb. chatty. Uh, all right. So today. Today's topic. Oh my gosh. Well. Okay, I'll take it off. Please. Um, I think, well, this was first spurred on by, if you followed me on Instagram, you've probably seen all the time that um, I don't, I stopped shaving in 2018 altogether, actually. And, you know, so that's one thing. I mean, I could probably talk a whole episode about that, but Jess and I just wanted to talk more about um, self-love and loving yourself in spite of your insecurities. And that's really the theme of this episode. And I'll be talking a lot about the body hair stuff just because that ever since I was little has been my biggest insecurity. And Mm -hmm. we all have that one thing. You we know, all have that whether one it's thing. weight, whether it's like thinning hair, whether yeah. it's honey, I've been through the gamut acne. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
So, and this was kind of spurred on by the other day, uh, Jess, why don't you talk about, so the other day you posted on your story about your eyelashes and why don't you talk a little bit about this? Okay. So first of all, many physical insecurities over here. Uh, don't we all ha- I mean we, we all, all do have we them. all do no matter but how much of a you know confident what badass bitch you are I feel like recently when I've been actually saying them out loud um that I've realized how many I have and then I'm mm. talking and I'm getting messages from all these other amazing humans who also have just as many and I'm like damn we're just yeah. so weighed down by mass amounts of insecurity and it's just wild to me sometimes when you find out someone that you know who you think is just absolute perfection has like this list of insecurities and you're like really and we just are so hard on ourselves so anyways I um one of my most recent insecurities comes from this autoimmune disease that I have and actually I could talk about this I guess some other time but the doctors are still trying to figure out what my Hmm. deal is there's I've had health issues for a while now and they know that it's autoimmune related but they're just trying to figure out specifically what and what that looks like but uh one of the factors that has come from this autoimmune disease is the loss suddenly of Mm. my hair like my actual head hair dumping Mm. so after I had ember you know typically you have this like if you guys don't know when you have a baby your hair a lot of times gets like very thick yeah, basically full. hormones during your pregnancy stop your hair from shedding. Yes. So you're not actually growing more hair. It's just so stopping it from falling all out. All of a sudden you get like this like giant poof of hair. My hair like consistency even changed. Yeah. It was strange. Um, and then I was breastfeeding and the hair wasn't falling out. And I'm like, what are these bitches talking about with postpartum hair loss? Because my hair looks insane. <laughs> just living for it. Yeah. Um, and then as soon as I stopped breastfeeding, my hair just started dumping which was normal but what happened with me then is it just didn't stop Mm. so a year after i'm done breastfeeding ember my hair is still dumping like i'd have a couple weeks where it wouldn't and then it was just falling out like crazy and then all my eyebrows started to fall out and all my my eyelashes started to fall out oh my god and if you've known me at all um i i like the glamour i like I used to always have eyelash extensions that were obscenely too too large. I would go and get my eyelash, eyelash extensions filled, and I'd always tell the lady, make them look as fake as possible. Be like, no, 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 let me. It's gonna look natural. I'm like, no, I don't want to go drag to you if lashes. they're not gonna look like drag queen lashes. Please. Um, but yeah, so when they started falling out, then I couldn't get extensions anymore, and then all of a sudden, my oh eyebrows. My I'm like, what is happening? Um, so I really kind of came face to face with a lot of insecurities or these new insecurities that I never would have even thought of. I didn't ever think that I'd be like dealing with these giant bald patches in on my hair and think, do I need to shave my head? Cause yeah. this is what it's like. Th- there's hair everywhere constantly, which is actually why I initially cut my hair short, Yeah, which I was act- very happy about. Cause I always wanted short hair, but wasn't brave enough. And then yeah. I'm finally like, screw this. I'm cutting it all off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so that's been then this this weird weird dimension to my life that I never thought about mm. that I'd look in the mirror and be like my eyebrows aren't growing. Mm. This is bizarre. And mm-hmm. then waking up and I used to wake up and not think about needing to put makeup on yeah. and now I'm like I feel like I need to put makeup on because yeah. I don't have eyebrows or eyelashes yeah. and my hair is falling out everywhere and I'm using this like filler to fill in bald spots on my head, like this duster thing. I forget the name of it, but yeah. 
So it really, it really started to weigh on me. And then I'm like, I'm going to just start talking about it to people. I didn't say anything to anybody for a while about it. Mm. And then one day I'm like, why? Because it's embarrassing. Yeah. I was embarrassed about it. Yeah. And the thing is, I don't know why. I don't know why. It's something if I out really of your think control. about it. It's completely right. out of my control. And also, also, what's embarrassing about saying, yeah, I don't know, but my hair is all falling out. Yeah. There's nothing embarrassing about that, but there was something that it felt like it took away my woman. I was going to say, I think there's these impossible standards for women, and if, if these things don't come naturally, which actually goes along with shaming people who have lip fillers. It's like, oh, do you have lip fillers? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, then you're not naturally that pretty. Right. So there's this, kind of this standard of you should be naturally this beautiful. Right. You should, should naturally have, have this golden hair down to her ass just flowing. Big ass lips yeah, and fluttery huge, eyelashes. All that should come naturally. Tits, Otherwise, like you're why? sort of cheating or something. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, I, I think it, I was afraid that I would seem less sexy, I guess. Which is so bizarre because it's like here I am I'm in a I'm in a healthy marriage and yet I'm so concerned about other people still viewing me as sexy which was a a little bit of a mind trip for me then to realize like oh I still really care about being viewed as some sort of sexual object that's gross but it's in there totally it's in there no it is for all of us and I didn't want people to think that. I was this, you know, balding. Well, and sometimes it's for other women the most. That's something that I've noticed with beauty. Oh, absolutely. Um, men, you learn, I think the older that you get, they don't really give a shit and they're kind of, they kind of are just right. big, gross, dumb creatures <laughs> who are like, yeah, you're pretty. I want to have sex with you. Uh, let me put it I don't in. know what <laughs> accent that was. That's but- like Transylvania. <laughs> you are very beautiful. Eyebrows or no eyebrows. I love you. Um, making love to Dracula. I have boner. <laughs> um, <laughs> but women, like when I'm going out with all of my girlfriends. Oh, you have to go to the tens. Absolutely. It's flex city. Forget the girls. nines. Yeah. Take it to the tens. <laughs> but yeah, the, I, I've noticed that. Um, and I've seen it on my own Instagram. Well, the majority of my followers are women, mm-hmm. but some of our most judgmental critics can be our fellow woman. Yeah. And, um, and because we notice, I, I'm not going to lie. My boyfriend probably wouldn't notice you're not eyelashes. He'd probably be like, something looks different. Right. And it's then like, me, huh? I'm like, your eyelashes are significantly shorter. Exactly. And we're conditioned to notice these flaws in ourselves and in other, or quote flaws yeah. in ourselves and in other people. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. I've noticed that I want to impress women. I, I care more about my image for women around me than men. Oh, absolutely. And what they think of me. Absolutely. Yeah. And I will say, I will say with the hair thing, that was a kind of a weird got. I feel like I normally want to always just impress women. Yes. But there was something about the hair, the hair loss thing that I mm. felt more focused on with the men. Oh, okay. Because all of a sudden I started, I'm a huge podcast listener. And all of a sudden I started to notice in podcasts when like guys would say things about women with short hair and she'd oh. be so much prettier if her hair was long. And you know, yeah. that's the comment. It's always like, oh yeah, no, she's cute. But like, you know, if she had long hair and then the guy's always being like, why do women cut their hair? It's like, what are yeah. the, it's just yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. like. Uh, and then all of a sudden you start thinking about it constantly and noticing it. I'm yeah. just like, oh my God, am I just this like, this like non-sexual 
egg that's just, <laughs> just like in existence that nobody sees. Yeah. But, but definitely I would say that you're the, as far as the women, the women dynamic goes. Generally, I feel like that's what it's about. Yeah. Well now the funny thing is, um, and, and then I guess we'll get in later to what you were talking about in your story, which is when you talk about it with people mm-hmm. and you can start releasing it. And mm-hmm. when the more you get comfortable with that insecurity, the less power it has over you. Right. So that's really, Oh my, hold on. Pause for a second. Ruthie. Yep. Sorry. We had a little Ruthie puke situation. <laughs> she projectile vomited. Um, what we were saying though, is, uh, when you start talking about something and when you start kind of opening up about that insecurity and Mm -hmm. showing it, going out in public with it, whatever it may be, it kind of um, releases its power. Mm -hmm. So I first saw this. So hmm, there's so many questions people have about this kind of stuff. I, I first kind of saw this demonstrated in my life when a couple years ago, uh, I've always had on and off struggles with acne, but I had the worst acne of my life at that point in time. Mm -hmm. And, um, I was with a boyfriend at the time who was very, uh, the day that we first met, I wasn't wearing any makeup. I was at the gym and I was extremely broken out. And, you know, I I think people with severe acne can understand this. I mean, I'm not just talking about a few pimples. I'm talking about my whole face, forehead to the bottom of my chin, practically. There was more acne on my face than there was clear skin. Um, But he liked me like he liked me even Mm. though my skin looked like that and throughout our relationship even though it was very short it was several months um he always made me feel very sexy and beautiful and was like no I, I don't care and like it's you that I like and um that gave me a lot of confidence and so I started going out like to parties and I started going out to restaurants and stuff not wearing any makeup oh, that's which amazing. before I would never even considered yeah. and it just made me literally more comfortable in my own skin and it took away the power of it mm-hmm. like I would still have moments where I would cry because my I just wanted my skin to be clear but I also realized that people still liked me people still fucked with me right. even if my skin looked that way. And that was the first demonstrate real demonstration in my life of a serious, severe insecurity and one that people do notice. So the thing about like hair, it's like maybe not everyone will notice that, Mm -hmm. but with acne, you're looking at someone's face without makeup and you see it. it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But people will, if they're the good kind of people, they'll still love you for you. And if they don't want to have anything to do with you because of the way you look, then, then bye-bye. You're better off without them. Yeah, no, it really, it really is amazing. I, when all the hair stuff started and I was hiding it and so just fixated on it, I couldn't stop thinking about it because I'd always like see it when I'd be out, it would like be all over my shoulders because it would just always fall. And I would just be so worried. But then as soon as I started putting it out there, I just felt so much better. I'd have like someone come up to me and be like, oh my God, I like your hair. I'd be like, it's falling out. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, I, I made so many people feel uncomfortable too. They're like, oh, oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I was just like, I have an autoimmune disease. I don't know why it's falling out everywhere. I don't have eyebrows either. It's crazy. <laughs> and it was like a little much, but thank you. Yeah. And I just felt then so good because I knew if I told that person who's a friend that my hair is falling out everywhere. The next time that I saw him or her, if they saw bald spots, they'd see bald spots. And I just said it. Yeah. And they're not going to be like, ew, you're disgusting. Yeah. 
but there is that part in the back of your brain that thinks maybe that that they won't. Yeah. Yeah. They won't look at me the same way. Just like you, when you're not, if your skin's not covered with makeup, maybe they're not going to look at me the same way. Well, and sometimes it comes from real experiences. So this is where I'll bring in the body hair thing. So when God, as young as I can remember, um, I've always been, I'm, naturally very pale when I'm not out tanning all the time and I have dark dark hair my hair Mm -hmm. isn't dyed and all of the hair on my body is also a very dark coarse black particularly I mean I it's thinned out a little bit on my arms um but like on my legs on my belly I have a whole like from my the top of my chest down all the the way to my pubes I have a full happy trail um thick pubes um and ever since I was little, even being like seven, six, seven, eight years old, for one thing, I watched my mom always epilate her legs, which is, by the way, the gnarliest thing. Oh, Have you ever yeah. tried to epilate your hair? I remember you telling me about it. I had never done it before. Basically, epilating is like... Um, it's like a bazillion, it's like a little machine and it's like a bazillion mm-hmm. tweezers that rips out all your hair as you like put it across your legs. It's incredibly that painful. So painful. I have such a high pain tolerance. I, I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. Wow. So I'd watch my mom almost like obsessively remove her hair. Um, fun fact, it doesn't come from my Mexican side. It comes from my, um, Eastern European side. Yes. Uh, yep. which is interesting. Yep, yep, um, yep. actually all my Mexican aunts and grandmas are virtually hairless and yeah no it's my eastern european side um so i watched my mom like that and then there would just be comments within my own family of like oh you're hairy like oh my Mm -hmm. gosh you're almost as hairy as dad Mm -hmm. or like kids and then when i started going to school in sixth grade um i kids are just ruthlessly kids are like oh my god you're so hairy and then i was also just in it even before i went to school i was inundated with messages from my family from the women in my life Mm -hmm. from ads like you're supposed to be hairless and I was at eight or nine years old it was all I could think about I didn't want to wear shorts or skirts or dresses out in public because I didn't want people to see my hairy legs I would sit I remember in sixth grade in class folding my arms over the other one and kind of like trying to hide my arm hair Mm. like I like you're saying it was all I could think about all the time and I remember sneaking my mom's razor I was embarrassed to ask her if I could shave so at eight or nine I started sneaking my mom's razor at eight really yeah oh I was young and she didn't find out I think for like a year and um I was really sneaky about it and I would try to wear like long clothes when I was around her yeah and um yeah and it was something that consumed me and I remember literally praying to God I wish like God would remove basically all the hair from my neck down. Like I wish that my arm hair would go away, my belly hair, my leg hair. Mm-hmm. I even had like little furry on my, like on my butt and I just, I, I hated it and mm-hmm. I wanted it. I, I would pretty much shave everything from the neck down if I had any kind of pool party or anything to go to. And if I didn't have time to shave or something like before going out, like I would panic and it was like that all through oh, high school. Feeling, yeah. yeah. And yeah, I yeah. had a specific girlfriend who she she's kind of a little, has a little bit of an edge to her and she, she's one of my best friends now, but she would say, like when we go to the beach or something, she'd be like, oh my God, like, oh, look at your, you know? And so I would sort of panic even before I would go to hang out with her where I'd have to make sure that I like shaved so much. And I'm the kind of person where my hair would immediately grow back like the next day. And I'd have like five o'clock shadow on my legs practically. And I was just obsessed. Yeah. Like, it, I, nair wouldn't work on me because my hair was too thick. Like, I would started learning how to wax myself in high school. 
anyway, an obsession, full on obsession. Yeah. And giant, giant insecurity. Um, and so here's the thing. People always ask me like, if it embarrasses you that much, like why not shave or wax it? And to that, I think like for me, I didn't want something to have that grip and that power over me anymore. Mm. Um, so that was the first reason is I wanted to do an exercise in like self-acceptance. I'll use your word radical, radical self-acceptance <laughs> where my least, the thing I hated most about myself, I wanted to put on display so that I could become more comfortable with mm. it. And it actually, I think if you do it long enough, it works. Cause I'll tell you what, I started growing out my armpits first um, actually I did it before I went on the bachelor. And then when I went on the bachelor, I shaved cause I was just like, no, I'm not dealing with the flack from that. Like, yeah, that would have been pretty, it's a lot. <laughs> that would have been a lot. Yeah. And the, the reaction, you were already I, the short haired one. Uh, yeah. I was like, <laughs> you're already too edgy much. enough as it is. And I'll tell you what, like I try to use my platform to show that kind of stuff, but I wasn't ready for it when I was going on the bachelor. Yeah. It was just too much exposure and too much vulnerability. And I, I wasn't ready for that. But, um, so I had tried doing it before. And at first I was so embarrassed like you know when I would go out with like a tank top on or all that and I would be I would think that it's all that people would notice about me is my armpit hair and then after I'd say about six months I just stopped thinking about it all together I like went out in public with it enough I went to the climbing gym like in a sports bra enough I just kept putting myself out there and doing it doing it doing it wow and it lost its power little by little by little yeah until now I don't give a shit about my armpit hair at all that's like I don't care Lake hair and the rest of my body hair, I definitely still have issues with. Okay. Um, do you shave anywhere? I don't. You don't? Okay. No, I do. I do like bikini wax maintenance. Yeah. Um, just keep, because keep I, it tight, I don't tight. think the world, I don't think the world is ready for my full pubes out yet. Um, so I still do that. Yeah. Uh, and I'll like trim, I'll trim my pubes just cause that's also, I think just polite for your partner. I, yeah. I'm going to ask my boyfriend to do the same for me. Yeah. So you're, you're not um, looking to deal with Gray's forest. No, no. Yeah. It's just like, that's just, that's just upkeep. That's, yeah. that's maintenance. That's maintenance. Um, but it doesn't but mean you have to go baby downstairs. No, no. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, the leg hair thing, you know, people, I get messages from people who are like, wow, I wish I could be as confident with that. And I'm like, look, I still kind of panic, especially if I'm going out with people who I think like are really, I don't know. I don't know. Just like cliche, gorgeous, like blonde girls. Yeah. Like I'm, a, and I don't know them very well. I'm like afraid that they're going to see my leg. It's definitely still an insecurity, yeah. but does it hurt I your feelings? It. Cause when I, when I go on your Instagram and let's just say you post a photo and to be completely honest with you, like I don't notice yeah. Like you'll post a photo and your legs will be showing and you'll have leg hair and I, I mean, won't notice. Usually you have to zoom in to see you it. Have it's kind of weird. In. Right. I, I wouldn't have noticed, but then I see so, so many comments always just like coming for you and just saying really aggressive, like, like not, not even, not even like aggressive, flat out, like really horrible, mean, no. Hor- horrific. No, no, no. I've gotten messages and comments saying like, kill yourself. Like your baby, I, some woman said your baby's going to come out looking like a deranged monkey. Like look at you with your body hair, like kill yourself. It's, it's violent comments. That's, but that's, does that hurt your feelings? You know what? It just makes me sad. Yeah. Cause I'm like, wow, you have that much internalized misogyny where the sight of a woman, like without this, 
idea of beauty that you've been indoctrinated with, if I don't fit into that box, you have a violent response towards it. Mm -hmm. And it just makes me really sad. And it makes me sad that the majority of women who say that are like older women who on their profiles are mothers or grandmothers. And then there's like sometimes a Bible verse. Yeah. And it'll be like like, grandmother of three, John 3, 16, go kill yourself. It's like, whoa. Well, also I'm just like, you have children and like, what kind of messages are you sending to your daughters or your sons? Like that this person is disgusting for the way that they look. And, and then I get the other messages. What that really ticked me off is when people say, um, tick me off. I sound like my dad. That's what he says. It really <laughs> so, ticks me so off. So my, my parents say that too. Because <laughs> they don't say piss me off. They say yeah, it really that, ticks oh, me is off. Is that why it is? Yeah, okay, I think so. Okay, okay. Really ticks me off. All right. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Um, what really pisses me off is when people say like, oh, you're doing it for attention. And yeah. this is another this is another reason that I do it. So for one, it's for my own self-acceptance. But two, what's really important for me is I wish when I was little, like I talked about, that I had a family member, a friend, some woman, a public mm-hmm, figure, mm-hmm. a woman that I could look up to and be like, man, she's hairy like me. Because I had so I, I remember there's a couple women who were very blonde, like virtually clear hair. And they'd be like, look, I don't shave either. I'm like, bitch, you look like your legs are sparkling. You don't look like you have hairy legs. Yeah, when you're in the sun, you just look like you're covered with glitter. Yeah. But (laughs) so I'm like, okay, that's not helpful. But I wish that I had someone like me, someone with dark, coarse hair that I Mm -hmm. could look to and be like, wow, she still feels confident like that. Like, look, she's still beautiful like that. Mm -hmm. And I wish I could have seen that. And I have a lot of young girls and young women on my page. And I really want to send a message to them that even if they continue to shave and wax, my message is not that everyone should stop shaving. Mm-hmm. I want people to know that they're beautiful in spite of their biggest insecurity, which for a lot of women is body hair, yeah. especially if they're like me or if they're a woman of color that has very very coarse, thick body hair. I want, I want people to see that mm-hmm. and be a little inspired by that and maybe just take one small step in self-acceptance for, for themselves. So that's... I just... And, and I, I think also the more people see something, the more they get, um, uh, what, what do you want to call it? Like numbed to it. What do you call it? They just get used to it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's like just becomes kind of part of like your typical daily photos. Yes. It's your intake. And then all of a sudden you just stop noticing it. Yes. Yeah. So like for my boyfriend, people always ask, what do your boyfriend think of it? Um, he went to a very liberal call college um in oregon called lewis and clark and he was like look i dated girls for 40 yeah, years a hippie, huh? yeah yeah <laughs> he's, he's like i dated girls for 40 years that d- 40 40 years <laughs> plot twist <laughs> grayson's 100 <laughs> he's in his third life and he remembers his past tale he's like I and all of his past wives were covered in hair yes. <laughs> he loves it no he's like well i mean he's like i like it when you shave but he's like i dated girls for four years that were like this and so he, he's like, I don't even notice it because he's used to it. Yeah. So my hope is too, if people keep seeing women with armpit hair, with leg hair, maybe they'll get more used to it and it won't be so shocking and like disgusting mm-hmm. to them. Mm-hmm. So that's another part of it. Yeah. Um, it's, it's so interesting because I feel like we're in this weird time warp right now, right? Mm-hmm. Where we have social media, yeah. which is twofold, right? Number one, there's now this platform for people like you who are going to put your insecurities out there and that other people are then able to start to 
feel better about their own insecurities mm-hmm. and be and able know to that process they're normal. Yeah. Exactly. But then at the same time, there's this weird dynamic where now all of a sudden everyone, everyone can be a critic on yeah, social and media. And also everyone can show off impossible standards. Yes. Yes. So. so that's the thing I know for me. So another one of the battles that I always had and you know, for me, the hair is, is very recent, but my biggest battle throughout my life was my body. Mm. Um, and I, when I think back about being like a younger girl and even like in junior high and maybe even towards the beginning of high school, I thought I was gorgeous. Mm. (laughs) I was like, not in a way of like, I was all, I was never one of like the super popular girls, but I was always just felt good about myself. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you're beautiful. You're good. I just didn't think about it. I'm like, boys like you, you must be beautiful. (laughs) And then all of a sudden I remember my space starting and it changed everything for me because I would sit on my computer and I would spend hours all of a sudden seeing other girls my age and the way they looked and being like, I don't look like like that. that. I thought I was pretty Mm. and I don't look like that. And then the comparison game started. My God, I was comparing myself to Jeffree Star. I'm like, he's not even a woman and he's more beautiful than I am. Yeah. And I wanted to look like Jeffree Star. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. like, he's gorgeous. Look at his makeup, look at his hair. And I wanted to be how skinny Jeffree Star yeah. was. Like, yeah. um, oops, my phone's ringing. Sorry guys. I just, um, but yeah, so I, I had then all of a sudden these, these pictures that were just, you're being inundated with messages exactly, about what you were exactly. supposed to be like. And then I would look at the comments and people are being mean, even to the most, stereotypically beautiful people. Mm. And then I'm even more, my brain's even more screwed like they up. They think they're ugly. That's then the what thing. the fuck am I? Exactly. And then I started going down the most crazy spiral ever. And then I started to notice my body mm-hmm. and I'm like, Oh my God, like, yeah, maybe my, I have a flat stomach, but then I was fixated on my hips and my thighs and I couldn't stop yeah. thinking about it. Um, and to the point that, you know, like you were saying where it was like a crippling thing for you, where yeah. you were like, okay, if I don't have maybe time to get ready to cover up my, my acne yeah. or to shave, I I'm not, can't go out yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And that's kind of what started to happen with me with my body. Like mm. it's weird because I think only in the past, I would say actually since I had the baby, all of a sudden I started to realize where I was like, girl, I mean you had, you dealt with eating disorder things Mm. and I would never be honest about that. I was always just like, yeah, I just don't eat a lot. I'm not like, I'm kind of of like a bird. I pick, you know? And, but it would be, you know, I'd go out with my friends and I would always tell them they'd go out to dinner and I'd always tell them that I ate dinner beforehand, Mm -hmm. which I didn't. Mm -hmm. And then I'd sit there and like, like this water is so delicious, you know. And the funny thing is, you think people don't notice either. Exactly. And of course they notice. Of course notice. they notice. Like, and my friends yeah. would be like, "Jess, come on," you know. And they were always so great about it. Um, but I would just be like, "No, no, no, I have, I have, or I'm not, you know, whatever." Mm-hmm. And I remember, <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to say this. I remember the 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 moment that I realized I had a problem. Mm. It was when. After Evan and I had had some bedroom play, I Googled how much or how many calories are in sperm. Oh, my God. Straight up. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I was like, 
and the the second that I looked at it on my phone, I was like, what is happening right now? Yeah. It was overtaking your mm-hmm, life. Mm-hmm. And, um, and how many calories are in sperm, by the way? It's so minimal. It's like <laughs> 10 or something like that. And I was like, all right, that's fine. Then I guess you can continue to enjoy the seven. <laughs> <laughs> I'll skip lunch. <laughs> exactly. It's fine. Oh. I'll skip lunch. Yeah, I guess. I guess I just can't eat for the rest of the day. No mayonnaise on my sandwich today. <laughs> oh my god, no. And it wasn't until I think for me that I found out that I was pregnant, and I came face to face with the fact that I'm going to have a daughter. Mm. That it all hit home for me. Yeah. Where. I was like, oh my God, how I'm looking at myself and I have no love for myself. Yeah. I have no love for myself. I'm looking in the mirror, just critiquing everything. Like my, the bones are just, you know, jutting out of my back. And I, because my legs still aren't sticks, I'm just going to keep being hard on myself. And I think that I'm overweight. And I was so far from that. Yeah. Um, but I would look on, I'd look on social media. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I was addicted to it. Yeah. Flicking through all the photos and being like, oh my God. And then all these beautiful models who are getting all these haters because they're saying that they're fat. And if those people are fat, yeah. I'm gigantic. Yeah. And then just so worried about what people thought of my body. Yeah. And then when I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to have a daughter. Yeah. And the what idea. What messages am I passing on to her by, with my own obsession? Yeah. Of me being a mother looking through social media and then thinking of my daughter one day comparing her body and being unhealthy, hurting her body. It's awful. It's terrible. And then as soon as, you know, I found out I was pregnant and I just started to just eat more healthy. And, Mm. and, um, then after I had her, I kind of just, I still like absolutely struggle with, with body image stuff. Like, don't get me wrong. But the practice that has now been so helpful for me is I look at my kid. Yeah. I look at my kid. Like as soon as I'm having one of those days where I'm looking in the mirror and I'm going like, damn it, I don't like the way that my ass looks right now or my hips or I don't want to go out. I don't want to go out in my bathing suit with all my, with all my friends because mm. since I had a baby, guess what? My ass and my thighs covered in cellulite mm. straight up. Mm. And I don't want to go out. And then I think, but then my daughter can't go to the beach mm-hmm. <laughs> because I'm too crippled to go out mm-hmm. with her. And my daughter doesn't notice. Yeah. You know? Yeah. She just thinks I'm fun and pretty. Yeah. Well, that's another thing. Think about yourself. It's easier said than done. Think about yourself through the eyes of the people that love you the most. Mm-hmm. So when I look at my grandma, when I look at my mom, when I look at my sisters, my best friends, when I see these beautiful women in my life who I so admire, mm-hmm. Maybe I would notice the cellulite on your legs, but do I think in my head, ew? No, I just think cellul. It just registers cellulite on her legs. Yep. Okay, and I go on with my day. Yep. You're always your worst critic. So, like, try if you can to think about yourself through the eyes of the people who love you best. Yes. Who, sure, they may notice your perceived flaws, but they don't. They don't think you look any less beautiful, or, or think you're disgusting, or they don't think about it more than once if of they notice it at not. all. Of course not. And the thing is, too, it's like. I think about then being a mom and think about how I was raised. And if I would have been in a situation where I was told constantly, like just to see the beauty in everything yeah, and then more focused on the beauty in character traits. Yes. (laughs) 
it would be different. And so then I look at Ember and I go, if I'm sitting here constantly thinking about my cellulite, I'm going to pass that on to my kid because I know that that happened with me. Yeah. You know, it's like when you're constantly obsessing over something, you're going to pass that down. Well, also think about the compliments we give to little girls and we tell them how beautiful they are and all this stuff, but also how we focus on their, what we perceive as their best features. Mm -hmm. So, oh, you have beautiful hair. Oh, you have beautiful eyes. Oh, you have delicate hands. So yeah, those are nice compliments, but what about the things you never get complimented on? So then, you know, that's how it kind of was for me. Yeah. Yeah. Where I'm like, yeah, everyone says that my face is pretty and they love my hair, but like, what about this part of me? What about that part of me? And so... I don't know, maybe turning around the dialogue for little girls too, telling them about the things, their, you know, their brain, their bravery, their right. strength, yeah, their, instead of, instead of, their and kindness. You know what's weird? It, it is hard though. It like, is. There's this weird like kickback reaction of just being used to using the typical comments that when Ember was like, when she was born, I'm like, I'm going to really focus on telling her every day that she is smart and funny and talented and all these things and not do the pretty thing so much. You know, obviously tell her she's beautiful, but couple that with the others as well. And it's, it's weird. You, they come out and you're right away like, you're so beautiful. You're so cute. Like, yeah. and, and it just comes out. And then sometimes well, they you are, forget. So of you course. Can't help. They're, they're, yeah. They're delicious. <laughs> you can't help it. But it, it is, it's a practice and it's something that yeah. I think that, um, again, with the, the double, the double side of social media where it can like tear you down like crazy because you're comparing yourself to mm-hmm. people constantly. And you also have then the ability to troll and that's then terrible. Yeah. Um, but then if we are like what you're doing is putting it out there, um, and making it like regular speech, totally women are, I'm intelligent. I'm talented. I'm smart. I was listening to a Ted talk and they were, I forget the exact percentage, but they were saying there's a huge percentage where, I mean, obviously it's not just women, but this is the, the vast, they're the biggest percentage involved women that when you're thinking about an insecurity, about the way you look is my shirt lifting up and you can see my love handles or mm-hmm. do my boobs look too big in this blouse? Your, you, your work productivity goes down and your capabilities go down wow. because you're thinking about you're other using things. Mental space. You're using mental space when a woman is standing up in front of a boardroom and giving a uh, talk about, you know, what the, the next year's, I don't know, finance projection. Like. I don't know what business cle- looks like. <laughs> they were clearly not in business. <laughs> clearly not a business uh, Next person. year's projections. Yeah, there you go. And she's, uh, a man goes up there and will go up and just give typically, obviously men have their own insecurities too, don't get yeah. me wrong. But in comparison with a woman, all of a sudden the woman's like, oh my God, is my, or my jeans are too, f- they were fitting tight today. And are people looking at my legs and my hips as I'm giving this, yeah. this, uh, uh, projection (laughs) and it takes away yeah it takes away from it and if we were able to normalize the conversation that you know the brains are beautiful kindness is what's beautiful or like i'm i'm hot and i have hairy legs yes is that gonna stop any man from sleeping with me no should the measure of whether or not men will sleep with me be the measure of my beauty no but unfortunately it's still what's wired into our brains unfortunately um evolution says (laughs) yeah and yeah i I remember i what you're talking about is so true because i remember i'd have conversations with people this is when i was a lot younger 
And um, I'd be like, oh my God, I could not stop thinking throughout the conversation. Are they noticing the hair on my upper lip? And it's all that I would be able to think about. <gasps> yes, the upper lip hair. Yeah. I used to get that waxed every like two weeks and Me I too. barely had any. Yeah, I don't do it There was one like, friend one time who said something like nice stash and I'm like, what? And I never even thought about it. And then for years I yeah. went and got my upper lip waxed. Yeah, or when the lady who's doing your nails is like, oh, you want me oh, to wax your lip? <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck? girl that's that's the thing I know. like you guys you want me to people, do your brows too people no. in the beauty industry mm-hmm. and in i'll say this i was in the wardrobe industry people in the beauty industry the wardrobe industry anything physical will try to sell you things by making you feel bad about yourself so just do your best yeah. to try to shut that one out a little bit well, not every you know not all there are some wonderful people and companies out there who don't do that but no it's a real thing it's a real thing I, i'm i've been hesitant to go get my bikini waxed lately because i don't want them to go oh do you want me to do your legs too and i don't want to have to be like um no and i know it's not that big of a deal <laughs> but, but i literally think about that and i'm oh, like yeah. oh i don't want them to see my like legs and think that oh yeah and ask them if i want to do them too and wax oh them too because i don't like ah. well i told you that um we've had this discussion before but i am a botox queen <laughs> like i'll go get my really? yeah i'll go get fillers I didn't know that you still do okay oh oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> Oh, honey, this, well, this is getting fixed. I'm frowning for her. This is getting taken away. Now, okay, I don't so, see anything. So here's the thing, guys. Balance. Okay, so, yeah. Wait, I want to start by saying this about the hair thing. Okay, Because people always ask me, like, well, you don't shave, but, like, you got your eyebrows microbladed and you wear makeup. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't get You have that. your gorgeous lash extensions, which I am well, and actually, right it's now. a valid question. I shouldn't say it with that dumb voice. People are like, why do you wear makeup? And like, yeah. why do you get your nails done if you don't shave your Why aren't you just legs? going full granola? Sure. Or like, mm-hmm. if you're going to, if you're going to do these other beauty standards, why not be adhered to all of them? And it's like what I talked about earlier. It is my deepest insecurity. And because of that, I want to work through it. Mm-hmm. Guess what? I'm at the point where I can go in public without wearing makeup and I don't really care. Sure. I can go without lash extensions and I don't really care. I can go without painting my nails and I don't really care. It's not a deep insecurity. Mm-hmm. I can go without getting my hair cut and I, it's not it's not consuming my mental space like right. you're talking about. Right. So you know what? I like getting my nails done. It makes me feel pretty. Like I like getting my lash extensions. It makes me feel pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, shaving does make me feel pretty, but it also feeds into a deep, dark kind of obsession and yeah. insecurity. Yes. You and know where your cave is and that's I know your where cave. my cave is. Yeah. And so, yeah, I can go without all the other things, but I like them. Am I obsessed with having them or do I, do I worry when I don't have those bases covered? No, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but the, that, so that's why that's, yes. that can kind of answer that question because I want to process through and highlight an insecurity. That's also one that's a big insecurity for other women as well. Absolutely. So there's nothing wrong with like wanting to be beautiful in your standards. Right. Sure. And it's, it's not like, Oh my God, how dare the beauty industry? Like it's all trash and we shouldn't do anything. If you, if you want to do that, go for it. Like honestly, power to yeah. you. But, um, I personally, have always loved glam. I yeah. like makeup. I like clothes. I'm a me too. I love jewelry. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I, <laughs> this is such a weird thing to love, but since I was young and it's ironic because it's not like I was raised in it. Like my, my mom was always fixated on, on being thin, mm-hmm. but I wasn't raised in a home that was like plastic surgery at all. But since I was young, I would look at like the Pam Anderson. I loved frozen faces. That overdone look. Oh yeah. 
I love it. I just think it, it's just fantastic. And I understand it. Too. I'm like so the into big, it. Perky yeah. grapefruit boobs. That the skin I always, stretch so you know, tight, I always like, told Evan, I'm like, if I'm going to get my boobs done, which I'm planning on one day, yeah. they're going to be gigantic. He's <laughs> like, can you please not like get these crazy boobs? I'm like, if I'm going to do it, they're going to be huge. Yeah. Like, I don't want anyone to not check these things out. And again, we'll do an Enneagram, uh, talk at some point, but I am a four and the four is very like, we're showboaty. Yeah. We're a showboat. I like to be peacock. I think it's fun. Um, but it's for me. Like that's for me. Sure. And, and that's also not one of your, like, are your breasts your deepest insecurity? Oh no. And like, in, no. in fact, the, my breasts used to be my pride and joy. And then I breastfed and they became a little saggy, but it just didn't really ever bother me. Yeah. It's, it's like, just oh, not a that's thing kind of me. unfortunate, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it wasn't an insecurity for me and neither was my, f- my face. Yeah. But I also was just kind of like, when I'd see a wrinkle, I'd be like, I'm going to fix it. Sure. <laughs> and again, if someone told me tomorrow, you can never have Botox, I'd be like, well, that sucks. But yeah, I would get over it. And I really, I'm making myself sound like I'm full of fillers, but I only get it done in like one spot. Yeah. Um, cause I got these four, this forehead crease that I just, I, that you just don't like be gone forehead crease. Right. Um, but I once went to, for the very first time I'd gone to get Botox done a couple times and I'd gotten always a Groupon's because I'm a cheap one and get my Groupon Botox. Nobody would say a word because they'd want me in and out. They knew that I wasn't going to be paying more than my Groupon. Yeah. But one day I'm like, I want to get my lips done. Uh And, and again, it's kind of one of those things. It's just her. Yeah. That one's a little borderline for me. Oh, okay. That one's a little borderline for me. Which um, is fine. Like I was talking yeah. about, I feel the need to justify when people are like, have you had fillers? And I'm like, no, I haven't had lip fillers. And then I think back like, why yeah. do I get a gold star for having naturally bigger lips? Yeah. What the fuck was yeah, that how about? How dare you? <laughs> I mean, like it's, it's but, and luscious, but I do, I yeah. am like that with people where I'm like, oh, her lips are natural. No, she's definitely had fillers. And it's yeah. like, why do I do that? Yeah. It's, it's the, the, the lip one for me is a little bit, um, like borderline. I, never that was one where like I never thought about my lips at all and then when the whole Kylie Jenner phenom because you know again I I do love fashion and so I just worshipped the way that Kylie was and then when she got these lips and I was like well those look pretty by the way I got her lip kit and I look like a blow-up doll with them on it's pretty fun yes I saw your insta stories and I was like "Mm, I'd have sex with that I look like freaking Lisa um you look like Rinna Lisa Rinna who by the way is my spirit animal we need to have Lisa Rinna on this podcast I would die I would die too Lisa Rinna you guys real housewives of Beverly Hills (laughs) shout out shout out shout out um but yeah I I saw Kylie Jenner and I'm like I like those I want those and it would get in my head sometimes after the whole, like everyone wants big the lip big craze, lips. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I'm seeing these girls who had, didn't have big lips before get big lips. I'm like, I like the way that looks. Yeah. Um, I like it too. Actually. I even like the fake. Lip yeah. And I look. may get them again. I don't, it's been a long time. And the only reason I haven't gone back to be honest is because I thought it hurt like a bitch. Ooh. I'm, I have a pretty high pain tolerance, but for some reason, woo, needle in the lip. I mean, it looks awful. I've seen people do it. And it yeah. Looks yeah. Horrible. It makes me actually feel a little sick to my stomach again thinking about, um, but what point is I went into the plastic surgeon office and he, I told him that I wanted my lips done and he goes, okay, great. And he figured out what he was going to do with my lips. And then he took photos and he started 
telling me everything he was going to do to my bot, my face and my body. Oh my God. And I was sitting there just like, like, what was he saying by the way? Okay. So he was like, you need to get a note. We're going to fix your nose. We're going to thin it out. We're going to get it. Oh my God. (laughs) Fixing it. Oh my God. We're going to fix your nose. We're going to thin it out. Your jaw's too broad. So we're going to shave down here. We're going to get a little bit here. He's creating a complex for you. Oh yeah. Which by the way, he's used, he makes money off of people's complexes. That's the thing. And that's what I had to keep reminding myself as he was doing this. I was literally, I kept trying to stop him being like, excuse me, sir. I don't need, I don't. I'm not going to do all these things and I don't need you to whatever, but he was just a kind of aggressive guy. Just steamrolling me. Mans- We're going to make you beautiful. He was gonna- mansplaining my, my body off. Like it was literally just like, you need this. You need this. Oh and I just God. wanted to freak out and be like, if I hadn't already paid for my lips, I would be out of here. Um, he did do a good job though, but <laughs> <laughs> he did. <laughs> he knew he was good at his work. We have to go to uh what's her face's husband um, from botched. I'm oh, obsessed with yeah. him. He's yeah. zaddy. We should, he is zaddy. We should zaddy. go get some. I'll, I'll figure out something. Heather DeBrow. Yeah. Oh, Dr. Dr. DeBrow. Woo. <laughs> anyway, um, so. But that, he literally, he created a complex for me. And oh all of a sudden God. I went home and I have these new gorgeous lips mm-hmm. and I'm looking in the mirror like, do I have to fix all this oh other God. stuff too? And then I started to notice things that I had never noticed before. Mm. So we live in a strange society where we now have the ability ability to fix quote unquote fix, fix things and i'm yeah, looking as if around. there's something inherently wrong with your appearance right and it's like one thing it's like with acne i get it it's like your skin is sick you want to fix that mm-hmm. i understand that but fixing someone's nose like it's fixing your boobs. well if you look around now los angeles everyone kind of looks the same mm-hmm. and everyone has the same nose and the same lips because they all go to the same doctor you miss the well, variety of different people yes. like different different think noses. about barbara streisand mm. with her big nose and i was about to always, talk about gaga in in a star is so born she talks about same her nose. kind of thing yep, yeah yep. and it's what makes you unique. It was it, it, your biggest insecurity could actually be one of your coolest defining features. Yes. And you know what? Also, when you obsess about your own insecurity, it's all you can notice on other people. So mm-hmm. I'll give an example. I do always notice people's body hair and I notice their skin, whether or not they're broken out because those really? are my two things. Okay. I'm always like, she has clear skin. Damn. Mm-hmm. I wish I had clear skin like her or like she has really thin hair. Wow. I wish I had thin hair like her. That's like kind of what I noticed. Mm. Um, not quite you want the- my alopecia? <laughs> oh, I want your alopecia so bad. Um, no, but, and uh, the, the, what made me think of this is you're talking about nose jobs. One of my friends sent me a link to, there's some plastic surgeon on Instagram that's really famous. Mm-hmm. I don't know what his name is, but he'll do little Instagram stories of his patients. And he had this one girl who was 18 and this is last year. And he had, he said, um, you know, like we're going to do a nose job for your 18th birthday or something like that. Like if you could have anyone's nose, who would you have? And, Don't um, say it. Yeah, no. Say it? She she said she said there's this girl on The Bachelor, and um, her name was Becca M. And she just had and she like went on to describe my nose in such detail that I wouldn't be able to describe my nose. She's like it has this little slope, and then it's like kind of comes in on this part. And she she described my nose. I I I would not be able to describe my own nose, and it just made me realize like I would never look at that girl's nose. I mean. Sure, she had a bigger nose. I would never think twice about it. I would mm-hmm. never look at her nose and think it should be smaller or she would be prettier mm-hmm. if it was smaller or more sloped or not didn't have such a big, you know, it's like, 
And so your biggest insecurity is what you're going to fixate on yourself and other people. And you're going to think other people notice in a way that they probably don't. And it made me so sad yeah. because I don't think about my nose. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's one of my favorite and it's features. keeping someone else up at night. Yes. Yeah. And she thinks that it's probably the most beautiful thing on me is my nose because it's the thing she hates most about herself. Mm-hmm. And that's a lesson. Yeah. That like there is something on you that someone finds beautiful and wants. And when you're having a day where you're just feeling like gross, just gross. One of those days where you just feel so small. I've been having it a lot postpartum where yeah. I'm just like, no, I feel yeah. Um, I remember, yeah, that's, but yeah, that's a rough like, feeling. Yeah. It's just, but someone right now, for instance, when you walked in, all I could look at were your legs hmm. because you've got long, thin legs. Hmm. And that's one of my biggest insecurities are my thighs. And so I was watching you walk in and I'm just like, damn stilts. See, and all <laughs> I can see is my hair on my legs. I don't think about how thin my legs are. In fact, sometimes I look at my legs and I think, oh, they're too skinny. I have chicken legs, oh, chicken ankles. No. And I'm like, they're perfect. I'd kill you in your sleep (laughs) and take those legs. Um, I'm going to take your legs one day when you're sleeping. (laughs) But see, that's the thing. I've always want, when I was little, I always felt like I was too skinny and I wanted hips and I wanted a bigger butt and bigger thighs. Mm. In fact, I'm going to personal training now and I'm like, I want to have bigger legs and a bigger butt and bigger hips if possible. And yeah. And if I was in your place, I'd be like, don't test these things. (laughs) Slim them down. Yeah. Everyone wants something else. And we're creating, this crazy sick cyclical cycle especially on social media where like it everything it's impossible you know what and then we gotta do do an ad but i have to say this one of the things that's the hardest for me and i don't mean to knock them because they're they are going through crazy insecurities too and i can't imagine what it's like to be in this industry but it's hard for me when i see that the biggest spokespeople Hmm. for self-love and self-image are these plus size models who are gorgeous perfect they're perfect looking except for like a little extra weight i know they maybe got a little bit of cellulite and they're maybe a little bit thicker no, trust me i see the same thing I'm and like, it really and perfect, it really messes with yeah. me like we're all watch this like watch you know perfectly proportioned like they're, they're perfectly proportioned their hips are bigger than their shoulders and they're and, yeah. now the spokeswomen for these younger girls and I, their message is great but they're still Ten, they're, they're still these are 10 out of 10 yes these are perfect looking or at least what we I picture as perfect, perfect looking, looking yeah. humans and they still have like tiny waists but they have like they might have like really big thighs but then it's like yes. balanced out they don't have like a bigger upper body and smaller legs like it's just like you and know even somebody who's like i'm trying to think of the name of the one the girl who's um like one of the bigger plus size Tess? models tess um tess i can't think of her last yeah. name do you know who i'm talking yep. about yep she's, she's on instagram her face it's beautiful is she has one of the most stunning faces her hair is luscious and 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 yeah she's a thicker girl and i'm loving the fact that people are able to see a variety of beauty standards but she's still perfect looking yes 100%. And i saw her in person at disneyland and i was like she's gorgeous yeah <gasps> I saw one time um, in perfect style. I saw Ashley Graham at a party. Oh yeah, and I hit hit the deck because she's like the hottest thing I've ever seen. And also, another thing that was very disturbing to me too is that obviously the camera makes you look bigger, and in person she did not look. She did not. I was like, "Uh, you're a plus size model. Like, yeah, damn girl. Like, yeah, this this is is, plus size. You're just you're just a model. You're just stunning looking. Yeah, she's a tall girl. Yeah, that's it. 
you know? And, but that's the thing. It's like the message is amazing, but there's still this, this weight to it because you're still on social media looking at perfect nose, perfect eyes by today's beauty standards, all of these other things. It's not like, or, or even like the women who are these spokespersons for self-acceptance and self-love, including myself are all white women. Yeah. Yep. Like the big influencers and all that stuff, they're white. Mm-hmm. They don't have kinky hair and they don't have dark skin, like or they're tan. But you know, it's just, ugh. It's hard too because then everything is like, even a lot of the social media posts from people who are being like transparent on social media and mm-hmm. like, this is my insecurity. Look at my um, cellulite. Look at my cellulite. There, the the picture is still like beautifully glossed, or and, my stretch marks, or my stretch marks, yeah. right? And and it's a beautiful message, and I'm so glad that people are putting it out there. But it still is somewhat manufactured. It's because a sliver it's, of reality, right? Because it still is has pretty colors and filters, and it's edited a certain way, yep. and so that's still it's still not fully reality. And yep. then there's this weird part of us that makes it makes it seem like reality because people are being more honest mm-hmm. but then it's yeah it's just a whole twisted well let's take a break and <sighs> uh, yeah let's talk about lola yeah let's talk about lola 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 is a female founded company that offers organic cotton tampons pads liners and all natural cleansing wipes. Listen, you may not know this, but major feminine care product brands use a mix of synthetic ingredients in their products, including rayon and polyester. So their feminine care products may also be treated with harsh chemical cleansing agents, fragrance, and dyes. You don't want that going up there or around there. So if we care about the ingredients in the food we eat and the beauty products we use, why shouldn't the same be true of our feminine care products? Um, Lola products are 100% natural, so there's no BS, mystery fibers, or doubts about what's going inside your body. It's all good what's going up there. Mm-hmm. Lola makes it so easy, too, which I'm all about when it comes to my period, obviously. Their subscription is fully customizable. You can choose your mix of products, mix of absorbency, number of boxes, and frequency of delivery, and it shows up at your door. Bless Bless, bless. I don't have to move. <laughs> For yep. the first 48 hours of my period, I don't like to move. So this is perfectly convenient. And on top of all that, Lola's packaging is so aesthetically pleasing. You could literally practically wrap these tampons into a bundle and give it to someone as a bouquet. Wouldn't that be lovely? I mean... Tampon bouquet. Honestly, I, I would much more appreciate... It's way more practical. <laughs> well, you know that thing where you look in your cabinet office and you're like... Frick, I have one left. Be like, wait, Sucks. the other day Becca brought me that gorgeous tampon bouquet of Lola product. <laughs> or my Lola is delivered right to my door. Boom. Perfect. Taken care of. So for 40% off all subscriptions, you can visit mylola.com and enter the code chatty when you subscribe. That's 40% off all subscriptions by visiting um, mylola.com and entering the code chatty. Ah, thank you, Lola. Um... So, okay, we've talked about all that's wrong with it, uh, but with all these beauty standards and how it's so hard, let's talk a little bit about how to accept yourself or, like, how to even approach it. 
Yes. So for me, like in the beginning, like I said, my biz, biggest insecurity is hair. I'm not suggesting everyone goes out and stops shaving or just isn't saying stop wearing makeup if that's your insecurity. No, just mm-hmm. let think about the one thing that consumes your brain and think about how you can overcome it. And mm-hmm. it might take one step at a time. So mm-hmm. like for me, I started with my, um, with my, uh, armpits and I still was shaving and waxing and everything else. Okay. Um, so I think it's just an exercise in self-love. So why don't you talk about what you did with your, um, eyelashes? Oh, so the other day on, on, a Instagram I did, I've been doing this thing called release it Wednesday where I put an insecurity out there and Love that. I, the first one I did was about my eyelashes because mama likes her lashes. So I just decided that I wasn't going to wear them at all. And mm-hmm. it tripped me out because I do have a very, I have a square face. I have a very like, I hate to use this term, but I've got it my whole life, a very masculine jaw and uh, like cheekbones and everything. Yeah, doesn't that suck when the terms masculine yeah, or thanks, feminine? guys. Yeah. What about a, like... That's just a jaw. You just have a jaw. You have a nice jaw or you just got a jaw, Mm -hmm. whatever. I have a jaw, but I was told my whole life that it was masculine Uh and my friends used to always call me Hans. Oh my (laughs) God. If that's not creating a complex, I don't know what is. You know, what's funny though is until the whole social media thing started when I thought that I was just a badass bitch, I'd be like, yeah, Hans. And I didn't really think much about it. I'm a cute German man. Yeah. I was just kind (laughs) of like, yeah, I have a strong jaw. Doesn't everyone want one? Which... (laughs) It's amazing. I mean, I don't, sometimes I'm like, I don't like my neck chin, which is also an imagined thing. Imagine, imagine. You're like, there's only a a two inch length between my chin and where my neck begins. And it's just, you know, I don't want to take photos from the side because you're going to see my profile. They don't have a distinct jaw. Oh, I, and when I was younger, but again, before like my brain and social media started kind of disrupting it. I would only ever take photos from the side because I was like, check out this sharp dagger. And I was into it. And yeah. I took Hans as kind of like a weird compliment. Yeah. <laughs> but then I started to realize that it wasn't supposed intended in that yes. way. And um, so I would try to do things to make myself look more fem- quote unquote feminine. feminine. And so I got my eyelash extensions done once and I was like, wow, I look like a real woman. And then I'd always wear a lot of makeup and I had longer hair and I mm-hmm. dress more feminine because I would have this kind of androgynous looking jaw, I suppose. Um, so I took those strip lashes off and I posted about it and it was so funny because I was really like, felt really uncomfortable doing it. But it all started because I got pink eye. <laughs> oh my God. And yes. I couldn't wear them. And I went over yeah. to Becca's house and I couldn't wear my, my, my strip lashes. And I realized, I'm like, you know what? I was really self-conscious about my pink eye. And it kind of <laughs> took away my self-consciousness about not wearing my strip lashes. You're like, I just pe- want people to not see that I have like a poop eye. Yeah, there's shit. I have the sh- a shit eye. <laughs> so Which like I said before, I guys, if you can get it from a cold. Well, that's what they said it ended up being, but... I still like to think of it as a shit eye. It feels a little more badass. <laughs> Which if you're helping to wipe your daughter's ass all the time, it's yeah, definitely possible. And she's wild. That poop gets everywhere. Anyways, <laughs> that poop gets everywhere. It is splattered all over my house. And sometimes <laughs> it gets in my eye. What can I say? <laughs> but uh, yeah, anyways. So it took kind of the the edge off for me. And then I'm like, I'm just not going to wear them. And then I posted about it. And the amount of messages that I received back was so encouraging to me where people just 
were sending me back their insecurity. Love it. And I was just so damn empowered that for like the next three days, I didn't wear any strip lashes, which for me is huge. And I like saw my friends. Evan had people over that he was working with doing his music thing. And I typically always make sure that I don't look, in my opinion, like a, I don't know. I'll sometimes be in a robe and be like grossing it up around the house. And if he has guys (laughs) over, I try to like be like somewhat okay. And so for me, not wearing lashes in front of them was a huge deal. Yeah. And it sounds small for people, but I understand it. (coughs) And, um, I think that's what it's about is taking the power away. So like on the first day, like the beginning of when you did it, did you feel a difference about it by like the end of the third day that you did it? Yeah. I would say it took about, about 48 hours. Then I was kind of feeling empowered and you know what it was? I started at first, I looked in the mirror and I'm just like, you're hideous. (laughs) And you start avoiding mirrors. I've done that before. I'm like, I don't want to look. Oh my gosh. You look like a boy. Cause my hair is now pretty short. I'm like, you look like a a full blown boy. And then to help myself because of in my Enneagram fourness, I'm like, fine, I'm just going to dress like one. So I was wearing kind of like, I'm going to lean into this thing. I was kind of doing a little bit of like the fuck boy vibes. And I felt, I started started to kind of feel empowered. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, you're looking good. Little fuck boy. (laughs) I was kind of like feeling my androgynous self. Yeah. And then, and then like by day two or three, I'm like, you look kind of hot without eyelashes. Like, and I was having, like, this um, is kind of a vibe. Yeah. I was kind of into it. And I kind of wanted to like have a skateboard around and wear my, like my big chunky sneakers and my big baggy shirts. And I was like, damn, you kind of got a thing going. And then I started to feel really confident. Yeah. And since I did that, I still wear my lashes, uh, the past couple weeks, but I would say I probably do it every other day now. Yeah. It takes away a little bit of the power. Yeah. And even if you keep wearing lashes a hundred percent of the time, you maybe you're just less fixated on it. I don't know. I just think it's a good exercise. Even if it's a it's day. It's not the feeling of humiliation when someone walks in and I'm not wearing them. Totally. Cause that's what it felt like before. Yep. It takes the edge Cause off. I was like, I look so different with and without them. And now I'm kind of like, I guess I'm just, I'm not a Gemini, but maybe I'll just be a a walking Gemini and sometimes be like drag queen eyelash Jess Uh and sometimes be like, you know. It's a duality. Yeah. Yeah. I think what you said too was really important. You said that you started getting DMs from people talking about their insecurities. So maybe that's a good place to start. Maybe if you have a sister or a friend or, Mm -hmm. or even like a mom, I would say a woman because we tend to have standards shoved in our face a little more than men do. Men have their insecurities. Or if we have our male listeners, because I know we don't have a lot, but we have some. Yeah. Um, Men, men have There's standards major too. standards. You talk hair, too you talk too skinny, you they talk have they have to stay hair. fit, yeah. you know. I, I can't think of any of the male ones, but I know that there's... I mean, there's a good there's There a definitely good is, and I know, I know men in my life who have had eating disorders too. Well, especially, I know that uh, most of the men who listen to the broadcast, um, you know, are part of the LGBTQ community, and I know those beauty standards um, are extremely high as well. Yeah. That... That's that's a tough one. Yeah. Um, oh, what I was going to say, though, is talk to somebody about it. So mm-hmm. if you have someone you trust, maybe you can have next time you're getting a drink together or having a sit down conversation, a late night chat. Maybe you can be like, like, what's it like? What's your biggest insecurity? Like, what's your thing? Like, mm-hmm. it's something I've been thinking about lately. Like, this is mine. Like, you know, I don't really talk about this. Like, I don't know, just have a moment of vulnerability because somebody might share theirs with you and you'll be like, what? I don't even notice that. And they'll be like, yeah, I don't notice yours. And that's kind of a good thing too. Or you have a moment where 
all of a sudden you have a friend that you never knew liked that about you. I've had mm. that happen before. And it's not about having then someone praise you for... Sure, because maybe they'll be like, yeah, girl, I, I know that I've noticed yeah. that you don't have any eyelashes. Exactly. So or don't, like, yeah, don't expect that. Or like, yeah, that. you do have flat <laughs> boobs, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So it's it's not, not for that, but sometimes you have these aha moments mm-hmm. when you do it, for sure. Because all of a sudden you, you get a perspective into someone else's brain. Yes. And I'm going to say this. Working in the wardrobe styling industry, um, I, my clients were celebrities. Humble brag. (laughs) My clients were celebrities. Um, But it was actually one of the most defining, empowering times in my life where I thought I was going to be so crippled by insecurities because of working in this fashion industry. Here I have this body dysmorphia that Mm -hmm. I'm dealing with and I'm now around the thinnest people ever. And I'm just, you know, thinking it's going to, I'm going to be just, just traumatized by it. But then when you start, when I would start to get to know my clients better and we'd be having these fittings and you see these people, the most quote unquote, beautiful people in the world, Mm -hmm. right. Who are boggled down by so many insecurities, by the weight of their stuff. It would blow your mind to hear how they talk about themselves. Mm. And it started to get me thinking, like there was one particular client of mine and I don't want to say her name, but she's literally known as being like one of the most beautiful women. Um, she's a little older now, but she was like the most beautiful woman. And because all of her worth came from her physicality, um, when she was this famous person, now that she's getting older, she's just a wreck mm. because everything about her has been put into her physicality. Her worth is in her, all of her worth, her perceived beauty. all of her worth. And she's so insecure because of that. And so here I'd be like feeling like so small in the presence of greatness because I was all mm-hmm. this, you know, this young out of college girl, so flustered to be around her. And I'd walk in and she'd be like, am I fat? Do you think that I need to get more Botox here? Like, what do you think? Do my boot? Like, I mean, and wouldn't want to do photo shoots because she'd feel bad about herself. And I would drive home and I would start to talk about what I'm grateful for in myself. Yeah. And be like, you know what? You're funny. You're a funny girl. Mm -hmm. You can, you can talk to people easily. People feel comfortable around you. Um, you have a good group of friends who you can rely on and just start talking about the shit that's important. Yes. And I think that's one of the best practices too. It's like once you put it out there and you start to be honest and then you then get that, that the uh, reciprocation back from people Mm. also being like, Oh my gosh, I feel now free to say what I'm insecure about. Yes. And then from there you can try to start focusing on things that are going to last forever because our bodies are fleeting and we get old. Yeah. I'm going to be a little pile of wrinkles one day, Mm -hmm. hopefully a pile of wrinkles with huge boobs (laughs) (laughs) with massive tits, but a pile of wrinkles nonetheless. (laughs) Yeah. You know? So I feel like, the step of just at least putting it out there is like step one to realizing that this is just a a small portion of our life. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was thinking the other day about how quickly beauty standards change. 
Right? Oh, absolutely. Everything changes. So I remember all of a sudden you have to have the gigantic hips and ass. Right. And like that's gig- that's a yeah. whole new thing too, right? And I think that it's like very cool that there's not just one standard that's been that way for, you know, forever. Obviously we've talked about like issues with like people of color. Yeah. But well, yeah, it's like Armenian women. They're like, everyone made fun of my brows or like my friend's Indian. And she right. goes, well, my, everyone always made fun of my brows. And now, now everyone everybody wants, wants them. And I remember my mom telling me like in the eighties, uh, thin lips were the thing. Hmm. And then beautiful women of color with their gorgeous lips started yeah. making more appearances in the media. And now everyone wants those. Yep. And everyone wants like, you know, the Kardashian ass, which is yeah. awesome that, you see it's the not shift. even a normal kardashian ass. like the, I know, it's not it's even the normal asses that's the thing and that's the or thing you think like so, j-lo well that's the thing that's so frustrating is you have these black women with their big like beautiful booties mm. and everyone would you know talk shit and then suddenly the kardashians have the same kind of booties that are all filled and nasty <laughs> and sorry i mean i'm just like it's it's obviously fake like you know yeah, that's the thing that bothers me be, right it has um, to be no it definitely is but you know it's frustrating it's like the, yeah. some you're the thing that you may be totally humiliated for maybe come back around and those same people who made fun of you are now trying to right. imitate the, right the, the, that but that's thing. but that's the thing at the end of it when you realize that that how fleeting beauty standards are yeah. right so i remember being i don't know in junior high and like freckles were an absolute no-no like no. Everyone covered up their freckles. Everyone was embarrassed by their freckles. And now all of a sudden it's this like iconic beauty look and freckles are like stunning on a woman, which, which I've always, I live for. I know I always wanted them, but I mean, I didn't want them when, when I was younger because everyone was like, no, no, no freckles, cover them up, cover them up. But I was always like, God, they look so cute. Yeah. Um, but now and they cover acne really well. If you're breaking out, then <laughs> yeah. it just blends in with your freckles. But now you have these people who don't have freckles who are putting freckles Tattooing on. Tattooing them. Yes. Like drawing yeah. them. I, exactly. I, I refill mine in after I put on makeup. So do I. I put, or um, I fill in some of my moles. Yeah, me yeah. too. Um, but it's crazy. So fleeting, so fleeting. So my big thing was this. If beauty standards are so fleeting, why in the world would I spend the one life I have trying to attain the beauty standard that I know is going to change in like three years. Yeah. It's too much effort. Well, but then there's some that don't. So there's some like the, I'm using my examples, which I hate. I'm trying to think of other ones. Um, a saggy boobs, like body hair, like acne. Yeah. Um, that are look at, looked at as imperfections. Yeah. And I don't know if those will come around as a trend, Mm. you know? Or like, but to at least get to the form of acceptance. Well, yeah. And I was also going to say like a tip that kind of helps me is sometimes in order. So let's say your insecurity is um, no eyelashes. Okay. We'll use your, your mm-hmm, thing. Not mm-hmm. having the full, full eyelashes or maybe none at all yeah, or whatever. They're pretty much not Sometimes there. it <laughs> helps to dress up everything around. Like if you're going out and you're deciding like, I'm going to try to overcome this insecurity. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it helps to like. Do your lips up, put on your hottest dress, maybe for you, like shave and get your nails done and Mm -hmm. have everything else feeling like a 10 for yourself. So then you have that boost of confidence to overcome it. And it's like that with my, um, with my leg hair. I'm sorry that we're only like focusing on these small things because I know there's a bazillion other insecurities, but there Mm -hmm. are our deepest ones. So fill in the blank for your thing. Um, I'll, you know, like I said, get my nails done. I'll, put on a, a cute skirt. I'll do up my makeup. Mm-hmm. I'll get my hair done. All these different things. I'll like 
feel great everywhere else so that I can take this moment to try to embrace this one thing that I don't like about myself. So that mm. kind of helps, I think. Yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. And yeah, it's just gradual. It's like, it's one of those things where I feel like you can't be hard, like you shouldn't be hard on yourself about it yeah. ever um, because it's, it's... And it might not be the time. It might not like, be the time. It might be the time to start trying to overcome your thing. Yeah, you might have too much else going on yes. that your poor brain can't handle it. And if that turned this off and deal and you know, do it another time when you're ready. I, but I had a moment the other day where I was like, I'm feeling like shit, like in, you know, with the new baby, like mm-hmm. my body's kind of a little bit different and like, I'm still dealing with hormone stuff. I was like, I think I might go get my legs waxed. Like I seriously went through yeah. that where I was like, I think I might because, and now today I feel good again. And so I'm like, no, I probably won't. But sometimes you're going through stuff and you have to cave to your stuff and, and be like, I'm going to do whatever I can right now to make my feel, myself feel hot and yes. sexy, even if I'm feeding into a beauty it's standard that, it's I don't that like. It's that self-care business. Yeah. And, and yeah. part of that is being kind and gentle with and yourself. And making yourself feel Exactly. Beautiful. And if that means that you are involving yourself in a beauty standard that you may maybe necessarily like don't agree with, but it just yeah. makes you feel good for the time, then you do what you need to do. But just try to, you know, keep keep tabs on your heart mm-hmm. and think, okay, is this healthy for me or mm-hmm. not? Is this, am I ready for this? Am I fixating on this? Is, am I making this an obsession that it's not about like me even like feeling pretty anymore? Is it gotten to a point where if it, if it's not there, I'll feel bad about myself, yeah. you know? Yep. Yep. Um, what I don't feel bad about is our next ad. <laughs> <laughs> Um, because it's time to talk about the company with our favorite name, HoneyBook. If you or a loved one owns a small business, you know how much time and effort goes into running it and how frustrating dealing with back and forth emails, endless paperwork, and getting paid is. Well, HoneyBook is here to help. I hate emails. Uh, Uh HoneyBook (laughs) is an all-in-one business management platform for creative small businesses. It makes it easy to streamline your process with client and calendar management tools, custom branded proposals, and contracts. You can even get e-signatures, generate invoices, and get paid faster all within one online system. I had a hard time finding an invoice app or like how to do that the other yeah, day. Yeah, no, so. they're not. They're not a, a easy come. So, and yeah. HoneyBook has the the whole gamut on their platform. And when you put your heart and soul into starting a small business, you want to actually spend time doing what you love and not worrying about piles of paperwork. The wonderful humans at HoneyBook know this and have saved their customers thousands of hours of admin work. What type of small business uh, would you start if you could start one? If I could start a small business, it would be for... Now I can all I can think of is beauty standard stuff. Ooh. So I don't know. Maybe like some organic baby clothesline or something. Oh, just tie-dyed socks. Tie-dyed socks. Cute. Little baby ones. (laughs) Oh, yeah. With matching ones for mom. (gasps) Matching ones for mom and for the, the pets. Yeah. <laughs> the whole family. And for dad too. Matching socks for everybody. I like that. I think I'd start some sort of massage company where the massage therapists only ever massage me for hours and hours and then tell me how pretty I am. I like that. You know? So they focus on your insecurities and yeah. Exactly. They, great, and, and, they, and they push that. I'm working out the kinks and I have HoneyBook to help me with that, which is great. <laughs> great business plan. Cool. So HoneyBook.com is offering Chatty Broads listeners 50% off the first year of HoneyBook with promo code CHATTY. So get started at HoneyBook.com today by using promo code CHATTY for 50% off your first year. Your first year payment cut in half. Again, that's HoneyBook.com, promo code CHATTY. Make your business life a little bit sweeter with HoneyBook. HoneyBook. Um, so let's get into our little thing 
um, I kind of want to make a little challenge, I think, for our listeners. Oh, also, I wanted to say um, an account that I really like, actually. Um, she's called her Instagram handle is called the Slum Flower. Ooh. And yeah, and uh, she's this beautiful black woman who her her and she does the same kind of thing where she has her biggest insecurity and she flaunts it all the time. Ooh. And it's kind of the same thing. I, I'd like to do more of it um, with my insecurity stuff. But um, she has a hashtag saggy boobs matter. <gasps> and girl, I she does have saggy that. boobs. She yeah, does. Yeah. And um, she hasn't, I don't think she's breastfed or anything like that. Like, I don't think she has any quote yeah. excuse for it, but she wears low cut tops yes. and she wears deep V's and she I, always has it all over her Instagram. And yeah, she has the hashtag saggy boobs matter. And she encourages other women to <gasps> hashtag their saggy boobs matter. And uh, oh, I love that. Yeah. And I she just that. completely embraces it. And that's one that women can just totally fixate on and be obsessed with. And it's awesome to see a hot, thriving woman um, showing that off. And and then it makes, even though it's not my insecurity and I don't have saggy boobs, then I don't, it kind of, like I said, it, it takes, now when I see women with saggy boobs, I don't have that like reaction of like, whoa, her boobs are saggy. Mm-hmm. Cause now I've been seeing it on my feet all the time with someone else, Yeah, you know? So I'm like, exactly. Oh, and cool. then you know that there's also a story behind it too, where like, here's someone who's probably gone through like a chunk of insecurity because they're dealing with this. And like, when you see someone like putting it out there, being vulnerable you're about like, it. yes. And yes. then, and then if I see some girl out there, instead of being like, Ooh, maybe she should like wear a push up bra or like wear a bra and get some support, which is maybe what I would have thought before, honestly. Yes. And I'd be like, Oh wow. She's going to go out there with that top on with those boobs. Looking like <laughs> there that. are so, Oh my God. There are just so many beauty standards or things that we do on a daily basis that we don't realize that I'm going to say it are all created by a patriarchal society and we don't, we don't think about it, but something like a bra, I mean, yes, it's nice to have a support, especially if you have, um, my boobs are painful right now. And I'm like, when you have bigger breasts, like, like thank, thank God for a bra, but this whole push up bra business yeah. Making getting that bombshell Victoria's Secret bra that makes your boobs look three times the size and perky and, and perky all stuff. and honey. If I'm having a, if I'm having a day where I'm wanting to feel like Jessica Rabbit, I'll go out <laughs> and wear it. But the the problem is when it's like that's what you should look like all the time. If that's not yeah you know yeah. But it's all it's all just this, all this manufactured. Men. Oh my god, it's just so crazy to think about like like women yeah. wearing makeup and that men don't. Wear makeup and it's it's most competition. Of the time. We want it. It's and it is somewhat biological. You well, want to be is. the hottest broad on the block, so that you um, have to attract the man, so, so that, that you, you got can all these different babies. daddy options for for the yeah. So exactly, yeah, exactly. But um, but yeah. Anyway, so the sunflower, you oh, can go. I love that. You can che- check out. I'm gonna check her out because saggy boobs. I'm definitely like. I'll be honest. I'm not at a point like I can do this release at Wednesday where I'm on my Instagram stories and I am talking without makeup on or without my eyelashes on or whatever. But the idea of posting an actual photo on my mm-hmm. feed haven't gotten there yet. Mm-hmm. Don't have that in me yet. I want to, mm-hmm. I would like to get there, but you, what, if you go on my feed, you're going to see me with makeup on and like an outfit on that I don't think is, you know, like my disgusting sweats that I'm in half of the time yeah. that are covered in Ember's food. You're not going to see me in that. And I want to get to the point where I will 
post something like that. Well, we could do a small, just a small um, thing of that. Maybe this Wednesday we could do a release it Wednesday and we could do a hashtag release it Wednesday and post something on our feed. Of course, it doesn't have to be all our insecurities on display with us just looking a damn mess <laughs> um, because I, I yeah. Uh, anyway, balance, like I said. But if you guys want We're to join all in. just like... <laughs> Just covered in God knows what. I mean, what. I know when I wake up in the morning lately, I, I, you know, look in the mirror. I have a mirror right next to my bed, and I'm usually like, oh, my God. Like, mm-hmm. my skin's broken out. Like, my belly's still not flat. Like, I look all pale and weird and hairy and like, I, no, I'm not ready to post on my Instagram. Yeah. That's the truth. I'm not. But that's fine. You know, it's a, it's, it's a journey. But, yeah, maybe this Wednesday we can all do hashtag release it Wednesday. You broads can join in if you'd like. And uh, let's do it together. Kind of fun. Let's do it together. We'll just One all put it out there. At a time. Yeah. And again, like Becca was saying, it doesn't have to be something crazy. Like you don't have to dig down deep and like give the world your like deepest secret. No. One. I mean, if you want to go for it, but or it maybe, can be something like, I mean, at the end of the day, listen, the eyelash thing for me. Yeah. It bugs me, but it's so small. Yeah. You know, I haven't gone on my release at Wednesday and talked about the cellulite that's mm. covering my ass and my legs. And the reason I haven't yet, and this is the truth, is I have a lot of my guy friends that follow me and I feel I like it. it'll make them feel weird. And then they'll talk about it mm. to each other. Mm. And I care. And it pisses me off that I care, yep. but I do care. And that's yep. just me being honest. And I haven't gotten to the place where I can do it yet. I, I totally get it. And you know what? Maybe you're not ready to post something on your feed. So maybe for release it Wednesday, we do what we talked about mm-hmm. and, and you talk about it with somebody. Yeah. Maybe you confide in someone or maybe you even just journal and maybe you just do 10 minutes of journaling about your biggest insecurity and you try to hashtag release it that way. Yeah. So whatever you feel comfortable with, I promise that if in some way, whether it be like Becca said, through journaling, through talking to a friend, through putting it on the internet, whatever way you want to do it, you will feel a sense of relief. Yeah. And do it for you. You know, Mm -hmm. don't do it for anybody else. Do it for your own healing and your own, um, empowerment. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. We got a whole bunch of amazing people who listen to this and I'm excited to see what a force yeah. some hashtag bold broads can be. Yeah. This release at Wednesday, we'll do something. We'll do something about self-image. Join us. Join broads. us. Broads. We love you guys so much. Love you so much. Um, also, just a quick... <laughs> I just have to say this before what? we end. After... <laughs> Oh my God, she can't keep it together. After our, po- or after our last episode where we started the podcast by talking about that Nick didn't post about being with us, <laughs> you guys blew him up and I was living for yeah, it. Yeah, I got a text from Nick. He's like, why am I getting messages from your fans saying that I should give credit? And I was like, um, uh. And then I like replied back to him. I'm like, because like you didn't invite us on your show. I don't remember what I said back, but he was like, thanks for giving me the heads up. And then he was like, well, if you want to come on the podcast sometime in the next couple of weeks, I'm like, yeah. Well, so we'll see. But I was, I mean, I couldn't stop laughing. I was looking through his feed and then, and then 
the review that you guys searched you guys are amazing i, I couldn't handle I it. it i was like crying laughing broad Just strong the broad the broad strength the broad strong uh, uh squad is so powerful yeah so wow if we can be Wait, we, I, I want to say this actually. Okay. Um, I just want to give another little word of encouragement. Oh, are you going to do what I think you're going to do? I think so. Okay, do it. Yeah, say Colton it. messaged me. Like, I didn't reach out to him. <gasps> Colton messaged Gasp. me and said, like, y- your, your fans are passionate. He's like, you're, no, he said, your people are passionate. Bravo, he said, I broads. keep getting like DMs and comments saying that they want me on Chatty Broads. I didn't even bring it up to him. He, he... reached out to me. Oh, man. So all that being said, Incredible. we nailed him down to have him and Cassie on the show this week. Then for some reason, they backed out last minute. Don't know if it's because Kaylin got mad at Cassie. <laughs> Don't know if it's because ABC, it's ABC cock blocking us. Don't know if it's because he went on Caitlin Bristow's podcast and said, who the hell knows? We have no idea. Either way uh they they um ghosted us but either way he was open to it and he initiated yeah and that's because of you guys because of you you all are a force so blows my freaking mind so So thank you guys if you if you still if you still want want him on because he kind of went dark on us uh you can hit (laughs) him up again Or Lisa Rinna. <laughs> or listen, the Bachelor Nation is going to be oh like chatty broads are bullying us <laughs> yeah. on their podcast because we're sending our like thank you, you thank you guys. I want to <laughs> our listeners were like sending sending the minions like <laughs> yeah, I love it though. I it mean, makes me really happy, and it just makes me feel even more like we're a badass community of um, people bullying other people to be <laughs> on our show. <laughs> I love it. Oh, man. You guys are incredible. So if we have the ability (laughs) as a family, as a collective, as a collective group of broads to get Nick and Colton and these people who have all these followers attention and we can do that, I damn sure believe that we can make have Barack Obama on our show. (laughs) We have Barack Obama. (laughs) No, have release it Wednesday be something that can be really impactful to the community and let's like do this together. And if we can commit to being focused on being real and loving and kind and the kindness that you all used with this last episode about religion, um, if we can continue that, my God. You can spread to your people, you know, they say you're only eight degrees of separation from knowing everyone in the world. So if whatever degrees of separation we can cross by having you guys share your vulnerability. So... Let's be let's be kind and loving and impactful to the community and be gossipy and uh, chatty. chatty and catty with the bachelor, right? <laughs> it's all about balance. Way to bring that to be- it's all about balance. Way to bring that full circle. Yep, yep. Uh, we love you. Thanks, guys. Let's Chat do- soon, bro. Chat soon, bro. Let's do this together. Bye. Bye.